just had a fracture? You might think that means you can't be active, but did you know that moving and exercising safely is important for recovery and managing your future bone health? I'm your host, Krista Lamb, and today on Unbreakable, the OC podcast from Osteoporosis Canada, I'll be talking with Dr. Caitlin MacArthur about exercise after a fracture. Dr. MacArthur is a physiotherapist and an assistant professor at Dalhousie University. She does research on improving the effectiveness of and access to rehabilitation for people living with chronic health conditions. Welcome to the show, Dr. MacArthur. It is so nice to have you here. Thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to talk about osteoporosis and fractures. Well, I think this is a really interesting topic because I think for a lot of people, they believe that if they've had a fracture, that they can't exercise, that they really have to be careful. So why is it really actually important that they do exercise? So, I mean, exercise has a lot of benefits for our bones. Um, It can decrease the risk of future fractures. So we know that if somebody has a fracture, they're way more likely to have a fracture again. So we want to try to prevent that second fracture or third fracture from happening. And we know that exercise is a really great way to do that. Exercise can also help maintain or prevent further bone loss. So with osteoporosis, we know that, you know, we start to lose bone. It's it's not as strong as it used to be. And so exercise can help prevent that loss from continuing to happen. So that's another really important aspect. It's also just really good for our, our mental health. Uh, We know that exercise, being outside in nature, but also moving our body is really important for our brains and just to keep us happy and in a good mood as well. So, you know, both the physical benefits, but also those those emotional and psychological benefits as well. And is it something where you should talk to your doctor first? Because I'm assuming if you're in pain, you might want to make sure that you haven't done something that you've hurt yourself more. So can you tell me a little bit about what the best process might be? Yeah. So if you have had a fracture, the best person to actually go see is an exercise professional. Of course, you want to keep your doctor in the loop as well. um, But exercise professionals are going to be the ones who can give you really, really individualized, specific advice about what's going to be the best way to keep moving for you. So that would be someone like a physiotherapist. Occupational therapists also have, um, you know, good training around how to keep moving in your daily life. Or a registered kinesiologist is also going to be a really good place to start. Um, they'll do a really good assessment, figure out where you're at, what your you know your baseline function is, uh, what your pain levels like. They'll take into consideration if you're still experiencing that fracture. Um, they'll be able to modify exercise and movement to make sure it's safe and effective for you. Um, so that's going to be a, a really important person to be part of your team because they'll be able to get, kind of get you get you started. Um, And you do want to make sure it is an exercise professional who has some training about osteoporosis and about bone health and fractures, because that is really important. And not everybody is kind of at the same level for for training. So, you know, you get a little bit of training in school, but someone who has some specialized experience after school is going to be really, really important. Yeah. And that's something that as you were speaking, I was really thinking about, how do I know if I'm going in to see someone or if I'm just looking for someone online? who might be a good option for me, what kind of questions should I ask them about their experience? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. So there's actually a, a training program that you can you can see if the people in your community are trained. It's called BoneFit. And if you actually go to the BoneFit website, which is really easy to remember, it's just bonefit.ca, all one word, all lowercase, .ca. There's a locator um, map on the website and you can type in your address, put in your postal code, 
And all the people who are trained, who have done bone fit training, will show up and it will tell you who they are and what they do too. So it'll be like, Caitlin MacArthur is a physiotherapist and she works at this clinic and this location. And so then, you know, you can find that person, go see them. So BoneFit is a training program that it was developed by Osteoporosis Canada and the Ontario Osteoporosis Strategy. And it trains exercise professionals on how to work with people with osteoporosis safely in an exercise and movement capacity. So it's trained lots of people. It started back in 2010, so it's been around for a while. Um, so that's a really good place to start. Um, now, if there isn't somebody in your neighborhood or in your community who has bone fit training, because, you know, we try to get across Canada, but there might be pockets that, you know, people haven't been able to do the training or whatever. You just want to ask if they've worked with people with osteoporosis before, if they've done any sort of training after graduation about working with people with osteoporosis, because there are kind of some specific things that you want to like specific movements and activities that you want to modify or limit. So uh, you, do, you do want to have that extra little bit of training. I think that what this makes me think about too is you want someone who will know specific to the type of fracture that you've had, because I'm assuming that the type of fracture you have and where you fractured is going to make a really big difference to how you rehab that and how you go through the physiotherapy portion of this. So can you tell me a little bit about that? For sure. So yeah, every fracture is different. Even two fractures in the same location might be different. So like two wrist fractures might be different. Two spine fractures might be different. Two hip fractures might be different. But then even across that, it's obviously going to be very different. So, you know, after a wrist fracture, you're really going to be focusing on, on that wrist, right? So you're going to be thinking about once the cast is off, about getting the range of motion and the strength back in your wrist because you've been immobilized for, you know, six to eight weeks, maybe longer, depending on if there's some complications. So it's going to be really focused on that wrist during kind of that acute fracture phase. So, you know, when you've just had the fracture and then a couple months afterwards. As for like a hip or spine fracture, things are going to be a little bit different because um, we don't cast your spine and we don't cast your hip, right? So you might have had, if it's a hip fracture, for example, you might have had surgery to put a rod in place in the hip, or sometimes people will get a full hip replacement after a hip fracture too. So then you're recovering from the surgery, but early mobility or getting moving really soon after that surgery is going to be important. So oftentimes they'll get you up the same day after that surgery or maybe the next day, the next morning, the physiotherapist in the hospital will be, will be there to kind of help get you moving. And then it's going to be a lot about functional training. So how do you get up and walk and do the things you need to do around your house and, and getting back to doing those, those things. With a spine fracture, it can be quite similar. You know, spine fractures can be quite painful. Sometimes they're not painful and people don't even know they have them and they just find out by accident when they get an x-ray for something else or whatever. But if they are painful, oftentimes it's it's about focusing on on mobility. So being able to roll in bed safely and without too much pain, being able to get out of bed, stand up, walk, those types of things. So it's it's more kind of about mobility. Once the fracture is healed, then it's it's important to think about preventing that next fracture. So as I mentioned before, if you've had a fracture, you're way more likely to have another fracture. Then it moves into a prevention stage. And then really the exercise movement component is going to be similar across once you've recovered from the fracture across those three fracture types or other fracture types too. 
And one of the things that you said at the beginning that was really interesting to me was after you come out of the cast, is there something you should be doing even while you're maybe in a cast or right after? Obviously being very careful, but just so that you don't lose your physical fitness in other areas of your body. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a really good point as well. So you you definitely want to keep moving as much as you can. So you're not going to be able to move your wrist, but you can still, you know, wiggle your fingers. So you want to keep your finger mobility and your hand mobility going too. And don't forget about the rest of your arm. So keeping your shoulder and your, your elbow active as well. But then certainly you can still be active as much as you can without using that wrist. So, you know, you're not going to be able to do things like push-ups or where you have to hold weights in, in your hand, for example. But you can still do body weight exercises like you could do squats. You can definitely go walking, you could be on the treadmill, you could do the elliptical, you just won't be able to hold on with that hand, maybe you hold on with your elbows onto railings if you have them. So you can definitely still be, uh, you still want to be active, you don't want to just kind of stop doing everything because of the risk. So being as active as you can is going to be important. There'll be certain things you won't be able to do because of that risk, but there's no reason why you can't continue to do some activities for sure. Yeah. And it would be very different if you had a spinal injury or a spinal fracture or something like that. It would be dependent on what you've hurt. Yeah, definitely. And dependent on you. So like I said, not every fracture is the same. Some spine fractures are quite painful. Others are not. So you might not even know you have it, or maybe you know you have it, but it, it doesn't actually cause you that much pain. And so you might be able to work through a bit more. So it, it's very individualized. And I would assume too, once you're healed from the fracture, you might start to feel a little nervous about, you know, can I start to go back and do different activities? Once your fracture is healed, can you go back to playing pickleball or being a runner or whatever it was that you were doing previous to the fracture? Or is that something you have to have discussions about? So that's another great chance to check in with that exercise professional who's going to be part of your team because they're the ones who will be able to assess where you're at and help you determine what's going to be safe to continue to do maybe things you might want to add to your routine that you weren't doing before that will be really important for your your bone health. And so getting that individualized advice is going to be really important. Definitely, we want to keep people as active as possible and get them doing the things that they enjoy doing. So if golf was something you loved to do before, but you've had a hip fracture or a spine fracture or a wrist fracture, we want to try to get you back to doing that. There's just some modifications that might need to be made. So it's going to be really important to get that kind of individualized advice about, you know, where you're at. Did you get back to your baseline after the fracture? What things you need to modify going forward? Maybe what things you need to add to your routine? Maybe strength training wasn't something you really did before, but it's something we want to add into that exercise activity routine you have going on. And so getting that individualized advice is going to be really important. Because it will really depend on where you're at, what you like to do, what you want to get back to doing. And for someone who's had more than one fracture, because I know this comes up quite a bit, where you start to feel this fear that it's happened once, maybe it's happened more than once. So you start to think, okay, maybe I shouldn't exercise or maybe I should just you know, try to be as safe as possible. What would you say to someone who's maybe grappling with a bit of that fear? Yeah. And that fear is completely understandable because, you know, fracture, like I said, I've said it, this is the third time now, but, you know, fractures often predict having another fracture. So it's totally understandable of that fear of having a fracture, especially if there's been a lot of pain or disability associated with the fracture that you've had before. So it makes sense that you, you don't want to have to go through that again. 
But we know that being active can help prevent future fractures in combination with other things too. So of course you want to make sure, you know, you're optimizing your nutrition and your medication and all those other components. But we do know that exercise and movement is really important and keeping people moving is really important. So the better you're moving, the more confident you feel in your movement, the less likely you are going to be to fracture in the future. So you do want to make sure that you're able to move. So keeping involved in exercise and keeping involved in physical activity, while it might be you know frightening, is also going to help you in the future. So you know, make sure you seek out the help that uh, you need to do that safely uh, and get the advice that you need to do it safely. And really, in, you, you want to invest in your health because that's going to help you prevent that future fracture and, you know, keep you as independent and in, in doing what you like to do as long as possible. And one of the things that this leads me to think about is we've had a few guests who have talked about the importance of weight bearing exercise and osteoporosis and how that can really help people with osteoporosis or who are looking to prevent osteoporosis. Can you talk a little bit about weight-bearing exercise and how that may help people? Yeah, definitely. So we know weight-bearing exercise is really, really important, um, especially to prevent further bone loss and kind of maintain the bone mass that we have. So that would be things like walking, uh, hiking, dancing, those types of movements where we're putting weight and we have that impact with the ground and we're putting weight through and load through our bones. Um, Non-weight varying exercise would be things like swimming, cycling, those types of things where we don't have the same weight or impact going through our bones. Um, so it's definitely going to be really important to continue to do after a fracture even while you have a fracture, like we said, depending on where that fracture is. So uh, with a wrist fracture, you can definitely continue to walk um, if that's something that you did before. So that weight-bearing component is, is really, really important to continue to incorporate. Uh, and if it's something that you didn't do a lot of before, it's something that you maybe want to start to increase or add into your routine. So one example is if you do a lot of aquafit or you're a swimmer, that's really great cardio, really good for your heart, you know, getting everything moving. I know that people who have a lot of pain, it can be quite helpful as well, but it's not that same weight bearing for our bones. So maybe instead of going to Aquafit like five times a week, could you do that maybe two times a week? And then the other days you could do some weight bearing. So maybe add in a walking program, or maybe if you're, you're feeling really good, you could do Aquafit and walking. Right. So you're still getting the benefit for yourself and you're doing what you like to do, which is maybe the aquafit or the swimming. But then you're also getting that weight bearing for your bones. So, yeah, definitely important to continue or maybe even add in more depending on where you're at. I think that's a really good point, too, because what you like to do often makes exercise a lot more fun. I've had people who've talked about, you know, coming in and doing hit exercises. And it always sounds a little intimidating, but at the same time, there can be really fun things to do that are, you know, high intensity exercises. And so how important is it to have fun with this a little bit? Definitely important to have fun and do things you enjoy doing and try to reach, you know, those recommended guidelines, like doing weight bearing activity, doing strength training, those types of things. But also, yeah, you have to have fun or else it's not going to be something you want to do. Like no one wants to go to the dentist, or, you know, like no one wants to eat their vegetables, or maybe some people do want to eat their vegetables, but having fun will be mean that you're more likely to do it. So, you know, choose things that you do like to do, um, and then make sure that you're trying to add in those other components as well. So like if strength training is something that you've never done before, 
you don't really like doing it. We know that it's really important for our bones. Could you do that, you know, a couple times a week? You know, those other activities that you like to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that so often we make exercise sound like something that can be a chore. And I've learned over time that you just have to find something that you really, really like doing and it can become something that you really want to do. So that's you know why I wanted to bring that up. And as we start to wrap up, I, I wanted to know if there's anything else that you would like people to know about exercise after they've had a fracture, because I know this is going to be a very popular topic. So I think along the lines of doing things you like to do, sometimes uh, they may be perceived as risky activities or things you should stop doing once you have osteoporosis, or maybe someone's told you that, oh, you should definitely, like, you can't golf anymore, or you can't play pickleball, or you can't do martial arts or whatever. And again, I'll come back to getting that individualized advice because that may not be true for your particular situation. So it's going to depend on where you had your fracture, how you had your fracture, where you're at now with your function. Are you able to modify some of those activities? So, you know, you might still be able to play golf, but you have to modify how you're doing it. So maybe you don't play a full round of golf. Maybe you modify your swing. Maybe you modify how you're picking up your ball each time. So there's lots of ways that you can continue to be active. And while, you know, maybe what you like to do is perceived as something a bit riskier, get that individualized advice on how you could continue to be able to do it, but with some modifications. So, you know, somebody who has training will be able to give you that advice. You know, I, I used to give people advice about, um, I had somebody who loved doing drumming. They were in a drumming circle. And so we talked a lot about how they were going to carry their drum on their back because they were worried about, is that safe to do? And then how are they going to sit while they're drumming? And that's quite a physical activity to uh, to be drumming. So, you know, there's ways to modify what you like to do. And, and we want to keep you doing stuff. We don't want to tell you, no, you can't do those things anymore. So get that individualized advice about the things that you want to keep doing. That is really, really good advice. And I really, really appreciate it. And I wondered if you could tell us again, what was the website that you mentioned in case anyone missed it at the very beginning? Sure. So it's BoneFit. So www.bonefit.ca. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that people will be really excited to hear this episode. Great. Thanks for having me. It was lots of fun to talk about exercise and physical activity and osteoporosis. Wonderful. Thank you so much to Dr. MacArthur for joining us today. I'm Krista Lamb, and you've been listening to Unbreakable, the OC podcast from Osteoporosis Canada. Today, I've been speaking with Dr. Caitlin MacArthur about exercise after a fracture. If you'd like more information on osteoporosis, visit our website at osteoporosis.ca. If you have questions or comments about this topic or about our podcast, reach out to us on our website or via social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoying the show? Hit subscribe in the podcast provider of your choice. Thanks for listening.